You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. T minus five seconds until nuclear detonation. It's all been leading to this. Five shows, three musicians, two mixer channels, and one author join forces to bring you the epic conclusion of the phase one story arch that is the TPU. TPU? Dan. What? What the hell is TPU? Thunder Talk Podcast Universe. That's stupid. It's like toilet paper and then the letter U. Well, I, I suppose if... Just call it the Thunderverse. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, uh, no, that's good. It's okay. You may have missed a few things doing time as a Latsical and all. Phase 1 of the Thunderverse concludes as Jonathan Wheatley of the History of Comic Books and Mark McRae of the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast lead the charge. My Ring of Thunder reminds Dan who Thundertalk's mightiest Avenger is, and the dynamic duo Beth and Kavika hulk out and mix it up on Mixer. Actually, for a show as hyped as this, we talk an awful lot about our pets. But I promise you, like all our shows, it's still really funny. As for the politics and social commentary, we leave that to the musicians in this issue. Golden Age Thunder friend Missy, now known as C. Ellen, just can't miss, as she lets fly her new hit single, Grind Like Recessions, with devastating accuracy. Combining his surgical podcast skills with the mystic rock star arts, John Rasmussen of Black Market Toasts and Revelator dusts off and serves up social activism from an angle that's completely new with the Great Ghost Dance. All while the good doctor Davy Adams attacks this issue with a soundtrack of supersonic psionic licks, crushing beats, and brain-breaking content. And rumor has it the mad titan of podcasting shows up in the post credit scene. Now prepare yourself for the most important podcast crossover event since the last most important podcast crossover event. Thunderverse! Assemble. Thunder Talk. The history of comic books. Yes, sir. Ring of Thunder. Woo! No Oklahoma at Mixer. Is that how you say it? Yes. The best Saturdays of our lives. Podcast. Hey, everybody. And Kavika. Fwam. I'm here. Yeah. Hell yeah. And we got the Thunder Talk, uh, Earth's Mightiest Podcast, coming together tonight. How's everyone doing? Let's go around the room. How you doing, Beth? Uh, I'm doing all right. I had kind of a massive headache Ooh. earlier, so that was not fun. But mostly everything is great. Bethy Lala. All right, now we got we got Sexy Thor. What's up, Sexy? You want to get thunder punched, lad? You want to get thunder punched? <laughs> kick, kick butts, not nuts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, our our good friend Jonathan Wheatley over there at a history of comic books. Wheatley, what's happening? All good, mate. Still COVID negative, apparently. Hey, right on, right on. I think we can all say that. Yeah. I mean, it's personal. I'm not going to be outing anybody. So, never mind. Maybe I've got it. Who knows? I took the antibody test yesterday, and all no no gut no dice. So. 
Okay, cool. Right on. Right on. Uh, I made it awkward there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's what you do. <laughs> what yeah, Dan, making it awkward since 1978. Mark, Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. Hey, everybody. Yeah, we just launched our Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. Uh, we sort of had a, a soft launch, and then we had a bigger launch. We've been having a lot of fun with the podcast, diving into a lot of the behind-the-scenes secrets and stories that uh, made up the Saturday morning world from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And uh, it's been a real blast. And I really appreciate uh, being here. And I miss talking to everybody. Yeah, we, we miss talking. Oh, by the way, Mark, you're like off to the left on your screen. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, sort of off-centered because I haven't quite figured out how to set up my laptop and talk in the mic at the same time. And so I just think it's it's really important that I talk in the mic and get good audio and that people don't necessarily have we, to we, see we, me. We know you look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. It's important that we hear Thank you. <laughs> hey, for the, for the first time, ThunderFam, we are video chatting right now we can see each other's faces as we speak yeah. i just realized that i've been looking away the whole time i can't even look at you people when i do this you know maybe when somebody else is talking and the attention is not on me i'll make my quick uh, adjustments with my video so that people could see me yeah, the attention's always on you mark that's uh <laughs> you legitimize us oh okay okay well uh then if that's the case i'll see what i can do like a side profile no that's cool kavika you do mixer sometimes yeah, I do Mixer at Ferial at Mixer, I guess. So I do stream a little bit of games, but truthfully, you know, just living the dream. Everything's golden except for my triglycerides. I'm taking a page Ooh, out of yeah. your book and, mm. you know, pumping up those numbers, you know, which I need to be dropping them. But, you know, it is what you know, it is. You know, I think, I so. think if, if an epidemiologist were to take a look at the whole situation, uh, Thunder Talk isn't good for your triglycerides. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm calling absolutely it. not. I mean, we are full of saturated fat. Absolutely. <laughs> Sergeant Sexy's yeah. warning. Thunder talk may be bad for your health. Do not use if you are pregnant, may become pregnant, or had a dream one time last June about becoming pregnant. Sergeant uh, Sur- <laughs> Sexy's warning. You triglycerides. <laughs> I got my heart set on the hot wings and onion rings tomorrow, so now you're ruining everything for me. <laughs> Oh yeah, don't don't No, that sounds amazing. Dude, don't know. Wheatley, don't talk to Kavika. Don't be saying stuff. No, Kavika, you need to start thinking a whole other way now. I, I know, but I'm still drinking scotch. So I just I'm gonna I'm gonna make it like a weekend thing, right? So because so my doctor, she didn't even like she was like, Oh, they're up a little bit. I'm gonna give you some medicine. Yeah, you got medicine now, you're fine. I was like, oh it, like in the, I was like do, do I need to do anything? Nope. Change my nope. diet? She's like, yeah, yeah whatever. The medicine <laughs> just completely absolves you of all, <laughs> of all your poor habits. <laughs> hey, Dan, I need to fix some of that ESO. You got any? Gotta get some of that sweet ESO junk. First one's free, kid. It's in my veins! Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, 
It's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. Hail, Thunder Faithful. This is your reigning, defending, undisputed host, Sexy Thor, here courtesy of Thunder Talk, Ring of Thunder, WTLK, where y'all like to get your thunders. And I'm here with a voice you know, a voice you love, a voice you love to make fun of Dan with. Hell yeah. Thunder Talk co-host, Beth. Hi, Beth. Hi. <laughs> first things first, we're going to start at the very beginning. So, uh, what got you into gaming? Just gaming. We'll cover the streaming later. Oh, just gaming? Well, my family was always a gaming household, even though my parents weren't like hardcore gamers. I remember having Atari when we, when I was really small and like mom would play Frogger and Pac-Man and stuff like that. And then we got our first Nintendo, and that was really for us kids. So I had to share it with my siblings. But, of course, that's what really got me into gaming. Cool. Is there like a particular game or franchise that just really gave you the gaming bug? Well, when you're sharing one system between four kids, and a lot of the games were like one-player games, it was hard for me to always get a turn to play. So whenever I got a turn to play, I would just play whatever. But I remember really being sucked into the original Final Fantasy. And because there were four of us, like my brother would run the controller, my oldest brother. And then it was my job because his memory was bad on the map. It was my job to remember where everything was. And like I'd direct him. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you need to go back to that town. You know, go around this peninsula. And I would direct him where to go and be his map. It works because... Like Kavika and I still do that. She'll we played Horizon Zero Dawn and she played the game and I helped her like remember where stuff was and so it it works out. Even when I don't get to play, I still get to be involved. Oh yeah, you get to add Navigator to your list of uh, accolades in the video game world. Yeah, and especially when it's a story-driven game, when it's got a big story to it, like. I don't have to be the one running the controller to enjoy the game. So, Dan. Mm. (laughs) Thunder Talk. Thunder Talk. Tell us. Tell us more about Thunder Talk. How did Thunder Talk come to be? Uh, Adam, actually. Uh, In fact, as it works out, he's my boss, in all honesty, on this whole Thunder Talk thing. Yeah, well, I'm Lightning Lad. He's Sexy Thor. We were uh, over at Nerd Bliss one day. We just met, and he said, wouldn't it be funny if we did a uh, podcast called Thunder Talk, and I would be Thor? And I'm like, you'd be Sexy Thor. That's how that came about. I didn't think I invented Sexy Thor, but it turns out I did. But that's that's another story. Happy uh, accidents. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, and I'll be Lightning Lad, and you can act like Thor, and I'll act like, I'll just act like however I act, and we'll do these shows. Uh, comic books was the initial idea. Uh, I didn't have any better idea. And, uh, Adams, you know, he's all about comic books and this little shit kept calling me like, so when are we going to record? When are we going to record? When are we going to do this thunder talk thing? Like I was serious about it, but not that serious at first. You know, a lot of it was just kind of talk, you know, funny talk. 
But he kept bugging me and kept saying, let's record. And we recorded and then we recorded again. And then he made a big announcement on Facebook like, hey, it's coming tomorrow, everybody. Hey, Dan, have you made the episode yet? And I hadn't even decided that I was going to edit the show. I was kind of hoping he would figure out Audacity and learn to edit the show. It was almost like this, you know, standoff that we had over who's going to actually edit this thing. Yeah, he threw threw me under a bus publicly, <laughs> and I had and I had to produce this goddamn show that I did, <laughs> and uh, and it kept going after that. Cool, cool. So that's my side of the story. He has a completely different recollection. Oh, I, I promise you. Well, I promise you. Yeah. Well, and it, what the heck? And if he's the boss of Thunder Talk, like, why isn't he here? Well, that's See? because he's the boss. That's because he's the boss. Because he can fuck off. Put, pushing more stuff off on you. He can fuck off whenever he feels like. He's not pushing it on me. I accept it as my as Lightning Lad. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the initial idea no, he's, was he's got bigger things to do. The initial idea was more kind of like spoofy, and then it just sort of evolved from there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So now you know. By the way. <laughs> So tonight we have Mark McRae here. I'm going to ask you a few questions. We got a little personal um, interview going on. So Mark, let's jump right into it. Okay. So we got the best Saturdays of our lives. Tell us what you talk about. Best Saturdays of our lives. It's a book about competitive Saturday morning programming. And uh, I talk about the Big Bang Theory of why Saturday morning started and why it's cool and how it became a business. So the best Saturdays of our lives, this wonderful book, uh, which we were able to secure ourselves a copy. And I suggest all of our listeners get out there and get their own copy. It inspired you to create a podcast with our very own Dan. Tell us a little bit about this podcast. I met Dan at Treklanta last year, and he bought a copy of my book. We got into a really good conversation. So I actually did a Nerdless episode with Dan and Christopher. And uh, I wanted to do a podcast, and Dan introduced himself to me at the right time. And it was just, we made this really great connection. Uh, What I love about our podcast that's different than my book is that we really delve into a lot of stuff, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that shapes Saturday morning, you know, from a programming, political, creative, competitive point of view with studios, like with studios, we're at each other's throats, which I think is a good thing because I think competition is good because when people are not competing, they get complacent and lazy. So uh, we talk about all that stuff. Things like getting the Smurfs to NBC was like a huge fight. And then after they got it to NBC, it was more fighting and suing. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's like crazy stuff like that. You know, these behind the scenes things that were going on that nobody really talks about. And, uh, you know, we just try to, you know, bring a lot of those stories to light. Well, the podcast, uh, it is amazing. I I wanted you to talk a little bit about it, but we've listened, and I just find it to be super wonderful. Well, Thunder Faithful, we have a 
treat for everyone this evening. He's been on the show before as the front man for the Upstate's, one of the Upstate's most rockin'est bands, Revelator. Uh, now he comes to us as the host of Black Market Toast Podcast. John Rasmussen, yes. how you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing well. Excellent. Um, well, as well as can be inspected in these current conditions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stay at home, everybody. Stay at home yes. and listen to Black yes. Market Toast. Remain indoors. Yes. So uh, you have a podcast, Black Market I Toast. Do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody who listens to our show will hear your ad play approximately uh, every other episode. Yeah. Yeah. It runs. I hear it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm just fishing for validation from you. That's oh, in okay. fact this yeah, yeah. this whole goddamn show is just me. Fishing you you for just validation. wanted to hear. I listen. That's that. That was it. That that was the entire point of this entire. John Rasmussen, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. Hey. For, thanks for coming, dude. Thanks for coming. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you take a piece of media, you uh, dust it off, toast it up, and serve it as something completely new. Exactly. Uh, yes. Black market toast. Um, it was actually that's inspired by an an. Old episode from the first run of the It's a Thing um, podcast. Okay, um, where they were covering uh, cronuts and how that was a that was a thing in sure. the San Francisco area. <laughs> right, uh, and apparently there were uh, th- there were people who would stand in line and then uh, then sell the cronuts on the black market. Um, <laughs> And so, and, and, and they, they started, then they started discussing avocado toast and all, all the other things involved. And like in the conversation, uh, they threw out that, you know, one of the signs of the end times would be the existence of black market toast. Um, so, uh, created a podcast. As a sign of the end times, read your scripture, everybody. Read your scripture. Yeah, apparent, apparently, it's a sign of the end times. I didn't think about it that way, but yes, yes, yeah. the, the existence of of our of our podcast is a sign of the end times. Um, somebody, somebody had to kick it off. We pull pull stuff uh, out of the cupboard, so to speak. Usually, uh, digitally, talk about it and make make something completely new and different out of it that doesn't really resemble the original media at all. Yeah, you know that's 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 a really great summary of your show. You know, m- most podcasts offer an uh, an authentic conversation that, uh, though well thought out, and you know, oh yeah, we, may, may we don't thoroughly... do any of that. You don't do any of that. Shit. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. It's an authentic conversation, but it's not well thought out. Oh, yes, no, yeah, uh... no, it's authentic. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah period. Yeah. 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 Literally at about 15 minutes of every episode, uh, there's there's a part where we go, Shit, what do we talk about? Um, and then, you know, and well, and we, we wait about 10 minutes, 10 seconds and then somebody thinks of something. So, yeah, right. Yeah. No, you, you, had, yeah. you had an episode last fall titled mm-hmm. All the F***ing Vampires, which is obviously the Lost Boys. But then you, you, you drop everybody off with uh, Woody Harrelson's Cheers auditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's all in there. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's yeah, a tight twenty seven minutes. Yeah, we we don't meander at all. You know, we start talking about the Lost Boys and end up with you know how Woody Harrelson, um, you know, he auditioned for the part of Woody on Cheers, and when they asked him his name, he said Woody, and they thought he was that good of a method actor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. 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 That's just who he is. Yeah. And right. You you totally wrote. Woody Harrelson into your show and then invited Woody Harrelson to audition for it. Oh, you invited so, Woody Harrelson into your house, much like one would invite a vampire in. And <laughs> or, thus, and or, thus a career wouldn't. was yeah, born. Yeah. Yes, yes. What a lot of people out there may not know is mm-hmm. that 
a lot of Thunder Talk owes its existence to you, John, uh, in, in several ways. Yeah, there were some uh, there were some technical difficulties at the beginning um, oh, Christ, that I yeah. kind of worked you through. Um, you know, some graphics that may have happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, had no clue how to. You know, self-taught on Audacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, by self-taught, I mean re- reaching out to John. Yeah, like like three in the afternoon on a Sunday. I'd yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah. my God, what am I doing here? My life is a lie. I, I don't. I'm. I'm. I don't know how to use this Audacity nonsense. And you'd walk yeah. me through. You'd be like, "Well, try this. Do that. Click this," and it worked. <laughs> because I've run into the exact same problems and had to figure it out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Our graphics, our original logo, our current logo, mm-hmm. all done by John and uh, one of our first musical guests. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we owe a lot to you. We we thank you no for problem. that. No. So uh, with this whole coronavirus thing going around, okay, uh, I've also noticed Black Market Toast has been on a bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Is there uh, a correlation? Well, um, well we... we kind of did an unofficial hiatus um at the beginning of the year because uh joe's laptop died Mm. um and then yeah with the uh with the uh coronavirus it's harder to um sync up because we we usually record on on my lunch break and um with the coronavirus scheduling i have not had a lunch break right um because what would i do um i can't go sit somewhere and eat lunch so uh, there, there is right. no lunch break. Um, and, you know, usually if I'm out and about, which is when I would usually find a spot to, to record an episode of, uh, during lunch, um, if I'm out and about, it's because I'm out on an essential task and otherwise I'm at home. Right. Yeah. There just hasn't been a time to coordinate episodes as of yet. Um, if this becomes more prolonged, we, we, may, uh, we may figure it out. Sure. It'll be back at some point. It'll be back. It'll be back. Absolutely. But but there's um, over 100 episodes that you can go back and, and find. Depending on your podcatcher, it, uh, mine only goes back like 15 episodes, and I'm not sure why. Um, but they're all up on blackmarkettoast.wordpress.com if you want to find them. And it's kind of a, a, a time capsule of, of when they were recorded, but at the same time, it's timeless um, as far as the what we're covering mm-hmm. um you know it, sometimes we'll, we'll talk about what's happening in the world around just because it you can't avoid it at that time right. um but at the same time we usually are pulling from media that isn't brand new um so sure. it's something that you know it, it it can be an evergreen uh format um but sometimes it's it's Sometimes it doesn't stay that way. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have a shelf life, uh, so to speak, in terms yeah, of yeah. what's hot, what's new, what's now. Right. right. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, uh, you know, right, right after the 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 Charleston uh, incident uh, with the you know with the churches, mm-hmm. uh, with the church in, in Charleston, um, you know, we we did an episode and and you know we started off talking about whatever we were talking about, but very shortly into it, we're just like. You know, we, it's elephant in the room. We're just going to talk about it, right? And that's right. kind of you know, it's 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 an organic conversation, and we don't force ourselves to stay on on the topic. Um, it's sometimes interesting uh, where the tangents take you, and and that and that's the key. And I want to stress that to our listeners, it's interesting where the <laughs> tangents take you, because you know what? There's seven plus billion people on Earth, therefore there's three and a half plus billion podcasts. 
yeah, uh, yeah. Many yeah, of which are sprawling conversations mm-hmm. where you know interest would be used in more of an academic sense yes. than an actual sense. No, nah, that doesn't apply to Black Margaret Toast. It's it's interesting AF, as the kids would say. Okay, awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, by the way, yeah, you're, you're tracking r- r- real well in the streets, dude. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Thunder. You know, we couldn't do a, a Thunderverse episode like this without having you because we we really nice. owe a lot to you. So, thank you. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah, Black Market Toast, everybody. Black Market Toast, um, available on on your podcatcher of choice. This is your friendly neighborhood host, J.T. Wheatley of the History of Comics podcast with a special segment for the Thunder Talk in which I'll be interviewing Adam Weston, the host of Ring of Thunder, about his podcast. So, Mr. Adam Weston, take it away. Well, it all started about a year and a half ago. Uh, Thunder Talk was about a couple months in and we were on hiatus the first time for some reason, but we still wanted to keep some sort of steady content flowing yeah, first we started with the little thunder nibbles, which are just clips from previous episodes. Then I was just like, oh, well, I mean, I could always just get on for a few minutes and talk about stuff that we've you know, already talked about on the show and, you know, might talk about in the future, which at the time was pretty much just uh, Marvel and DC and Star Wars and a touch of wrestling. So just kept doing it every single Monday. And of course, eventually... Uh, Thunder Talk did come back, but I still did it because I liked doing it. And then last summer, we split both brands, both uh, Thunder Talk and your weekly Thunder. And by then, it was steady, steadily becoming more and more about you know wrestling. And at that point, just the WWE. And you know, I retitled it WTLK, The Thunder. And it was... Pr- it pretty much went from like maybe eight minutes tops to now 20 to 30 minutes. I think the premiere episode of WTLK was 40 minutes. That was the one where Dan and I were recording at Dave and Buster's while we were watching the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. And then about a month or so ago, I just decided, okay, maybe we just take this in a more focused direction and I pretty much split the WTLK part from the wrestling part and pretty much came up with the Ring of Thunder. So now with the Ring of Thunder, I talk about WWE, AEW, uh, just starting to talk about uh, Impact Wrestling. By the time this episode comes out, I'll probably be a couple weeks in and my goals for the future is also to find some way to keep track of uh, the weekly action from Ring of Honor and New Japan, which are now on a break because of the situation going on in the world. But what I mean about you know separating WTLK from uh, the wrestling part is now I just straight up do the WTLK straight on for Thunder Talk. So yeah, that's how I pretty much started off my own personal segment on Thunder Talk and my own solo podcast. Did you ever wonder why there are 24-hour kid networks? In my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, I write about how Saturday morning became a competitive business and the proving ground for what would become the 24-hour kid network. 
My book covers the Big Bang from the 1960s explosion of high ratings to the early digital age of Saturday morning's last hurrah, the 1990s. You can purchase my book by going to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com and I will ship you a signed copy. I have the pleasure of being a special guest star on the Thunder Talk podcast and interviewing one of the luminaries of the comic book world, Jonathan Wheatley, the host of the History of Comic Book podcast. So, hey, Jonathan, how you doing? Welcome. Uh, well, I'm doing fantastic after the introduction. My goodness. I'm- <laughs> I heard a, a lot of great things about what you do and how you do it and how you're podcast is heavily researched and you come up with like really interesting facts about comic books. So first off, I want to ask you, how did you get into comic books? Uh, you know, I honestly can't remember the time when I wasn't into comic books. It's like, you know, it's like asking a kid when, when he first got into cartoons or stuff like that. It's like, oh, just you know, naturally is it something the parents would do? But I think I do have a memory when I was a little bit of an older kid. My mom would go grocery shopping back when they had a nice we had to use nice comic book racks back in the grocery store. Oh yeah, and she knew she could just leave. She could just plant me right there, and I wouldn't leave. And no one was going to take me because he tried to yank me from that comic book rack. Yeah, there'll be a there'll be bloody screams across the the aisles. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we have a, a guest appearing on the best screen right now. Yeah, that that's that's our dog child. You know, Jax, he is a goober, but we love him. Somebody get that dog a mic. <laughs> Somebody give that dog producer credit. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. We're looking at a dog right hey, now. Jax. Hey, Beth, can you make the dog make a sound for our people that are appreciating this in an audio medium? Uh, he only makes a sound if somebody like walks past the house and he's trying to be our mighty protector even though he's like scared of everything uh. adam go creep around their house go dig through their garbage you're not my crime daddy yeah then yeah. he'll start barking or if he sees a cat i know dogs like that i'm a mailman so yeah oh, oh he yeah. hates the mailman <laughs> yeah he chased the mailman the other day so that was awkward yeah totes awkward well the mailman comes and finds with his house but never comes in and meets him or Mm -hmm. gives him a treat or anything so he's like who is this guy coming messing with my house every damn day well you know you could always give your dog like a squeaky mailman voodoo doll (laughs) (laughs) but he doesn't play with toys yeah he doesn't it's it's weird but whatever i'm more of a cat person myself Oh, that's cool. I have two cats. I love cats. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, just give her some crumpled paper and sh- she's fine for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Crumpled paper is the shit. And probably empty cardboard boxes too. Empty cardboard boxes, <laughs> grocery bags, whatever. Okay, so last episode was the C word. Uh, how did everybody like that? It was good. Yeah. Besides that image I got in my head for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's well, right. Not just that. Not just that. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just Except me. For the, <laughs> the counseling bills. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Well, cat. <laughs> cat was a word we didn't think of. Ah. Cat's a C word. Well, I just got two things to say. All right. First of all, cats are life. And shame on us for that not being the first C word we thought of last episode. Well, we made up for it on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And second of all, not enough clone (laughs) f***ing. 
John, let's uh, let's do it. Let's let's play let's play a Revelator jam. Yeah, you got you got one in mind, or you want me to pick one? Yeah, I, I own your whole catalog, dude. Well, I know, uh, I know, <laughs> uh, I know. Um, well, one that that we didn't ever release as an as a uh, single, but has been getting a lot of love lately over on the Hoodoo Moon Music podcast live stream that he's doing every Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, check that out. He's been uh, liking and 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 kind of pushing uh, the Great Ghost Dance off of Isolation's Inspiration. Great Ghost um, Dance, good one. Which good has. One. Which came out, you know, July of last year. So it's it's right. it's our current, and we are starting to think about working on another one. But you know, it's kind of hard to get together and work on things right now. All right, I um, hear that. So uh, yeah, the Great Ghost Dance, uh, where it came from, uh, you know, Rage, which you've played already on the podcast, right. is um, it's it's about Standing Rock, and um, around the time of Standing Rock. Uh, was the same time as the um, that's how you get orcs memes were going around. Yes, um, yes. So the combination of the two, okay. Um, the great ghost dance is is a part of Shadowrun lore. Right, uh, facet um, roleplay. Yeah, this is the Shadowrun roleplaying game. Part of the background lore, right? Um, is that in 1997, I believe, in the far uh, future of 1997. Yeah, in the far future of 1997, um, there was a, a Native American uprising, uh, in, and basically they were taking on on the U.S. government, and they they were doomed to fail, and so they enacted this this huge blood ritual uh, where they were all slaughtered, and but. But the the dance, the ritual, was used to basically awaken all of the magic in the world, right. um, and and so all of the ancestors uh, rose up, and and mythic creatures rose up, and magic uh, became part of the world again, and that's how you get orcs. That's how you get orcs. That's how you get the great ghost dance. Revelator, everybody, where do we find Revelator? Uh, Revelator dot rocks. And Boom. any any streaming service uh, except Pandora, because I don't know why. Yeah, boycott Pandora. <laughs> yeah. Ha- hashtag all Pandoras. <laughs> Keep the box closed.
Hi, I'm Joe Heath. And I'm Tony Heath. And we've been watching Doctor Who for five years. So that makes us experts. Probably. I once heard a guy say that he listened to a four-hour podcast by an expert, which made him an expert. So, we're experts. Definitely experts. And you can be an expert, too! All you have to do is listen to... The Watchathon of Rassilon! It's a podcast! That we make! Together! Sometimes with friends! Listen to it! Or else! The Watchathon of Rassilon! A proud member of the ESO Network. So now we know this is Adam's fault. All Adam's he fault. He started this. 100%. 100%. But Dan is totally here to finish it. Oh, I mean, you know, same thing with my addiction to cigarettes. You know, my mama didn't raise no quitters. And your triglycerides. Yeah, you know, those are actually doing all right. I, I can't speak for Kavika right now. but Right. Yeah. I mean, right. As we established earlier in the show, listening to Thunder Talk, Thunder Talk can adversely affect your health. So, so some listeners it, have been known to develop high triglycerides. A, a spike in triglycerides. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, the Thunder Talk, no good for your pancreas. That's what it comes down to. So what do you see for the future of Thunder Talk? All I see is publicly traded on the NASDAQ, believe it or not. Um, yeah, maybe our own gig on Sirius Radio. Uh, we'll put Howard Stern to bed. He's looking pretty tired. And uh, after that, I'm sure we'll all devolve into our own completely self-involved projects. We'll break up, but then then we'll get back together and we'll tour all of the Native American casinos, like in our oh, 60s. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, then. Oh. I mean, <laughs> that sounds like a natural progression. I think so. I think so. No, you know, uh, just coming up this year, we're going to keep knocking episodes out every other week. Uh, here on Thunder Talk, here on the ESO Network, um, keep having some really rad musical guests. Keep getting other guests. We're gonna, you know, we're we're your one stop shop for all nerd stuff involving this whole COVID thing. We're we're telling you when the conventions close. Yeah, we're telling you about you know the comic books, uh, about all the movies. Hell, Sexy Thor, he's been all over that, right? Letting us know who's canceling, yep. who's shifting, who's postponing. Yeah, we're gonna try to make you laugh at my expense. At least, if anything. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, you know, keep on keeping on. If it ain't broke, why fix it? Uh, cliche, cliche. <laughs> what is the deal with Vinnie Coletta? And why do... Okay, so I belong to a couple of Facebook groups. I belong to a Silver Age Facebook group, and they are always, like, knocking Vince Coletta's inks on Jack Kirby's work. Oh. I was just wondering if you had any insight about that. Oh, I just did an episode on him, too, because he... Uh, oh, yeah. Well, one of the things about my podcast is I do research... When I see these names keep popping me up, I go, okay, I have to talk about this guy. And Vinny Coletta keeps popping up. Like, why does this guy keep popping up? I did a thing on him. When he was inking Jack Kirby on – he was doing it on this Mighty Thor run, which a lot of people consider one of Jack Kirby's high watermarks in his art career, period. Because he was just right. blowing the water, the world out with his art. 
And the way and Vinny Coletta was famous for being real fast. Like he could right. they said he could do a, a ten day job in three days. And the problem was is that the way he was so fast is he would erase details in the original pencils. Oh wow. What? Yeah, and they were, and and people unearthed the original pencils and they found out that he erased whole characters and uh, landmarks oh. or made shadow things. What? Oh yeah. And like you you tell that you're erasing and of course you tell a fan you're erasing Jack Kirby's pencils, that's like blasphemy in the comic. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like how could you? Oh, or yeah. better yet, how dare you? But the irony too <laughs> is that even though he was erasing details to go faster, the way he inked and the texture he did was still beautiful. And people said his Thor still looked great. Like, you can see the chinks in his armor and the, the hair looked great. And also Sif, like, her eyelashes. Like, he was really great at doing female characters. Like, they said that she had the eyelashes of a goddess and stuff like that. So, it was like, it's a weird controversy right. where, yeah, he's erasing details and stuff like that. But at the same time, he's like, but this, the rest of the stuff looks, still looks great. Right. But then when he went, wow. but then when Kirby went to a DC and did the New Gods... Mm-hmm. And then the Coletta followed him once again because the way he also got these jobs was he charged less. <laughs> right, right. But that's oh, why wow. he worked so much and then he, then he uh, did details. That, at that point, Kirby just couldn't stand him anymore. He got him fired off right. all his books. Thanks for letting me know, oh, yeah. like, the history, man, because I've been curious about that for a long time. Like, why does everyone just hate this dude so badly? You know? Well, the, the, the one thing to say, the worst thing, too, is that a lot of people, like you mentioned Mike Grail, he uh, hated his work on Warlord to the point where he drew a gambler in the comic book that looked just like Vince Coletta, and Warlord chopped his hand off for cheating him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but he admitted after the fact that, you know, when Vince Coletta wanted to be good, he was great. That yeah, was the worst yeah. thing about him. It was like, dude, you could be a really great inker if you would just apply yourself. <laughs> but no, he... Right. But he was all about making that money as opposed to, you know, well, he could have done both, but yeah. What got you interested in streaming, like first watching and then later on being like, hey, I do this myself? Well, uh, it was my friend, the Danktator, and he's on Mixer as well. You can find him, the Danktator. And we actually are mods together on a meme group. So I've known him for years, even though we've never met in person. And he started streaming and he would post about the streams like uh, in our meme mod group and uh on his facebook and stuff and so i was like oh well let me like support my friend and so it started out just supporting my friend but then like kavika streamed a little bit and then i was like okay let me try this and it's fun and i've made so many friends i've i've really enjoyed it so yeah it's fun doing hood rat stuff with my friends right on so i've scoured little bits of mixer here and there and one question about that. What's the deal with Embers? So Embers, if you're familiar with Twitch, on Twitch they have bits. So on Mixer they have Embers. And it's basically just a way you can financially support the streamer and kind of tip them. So you buy Embers and then you give Embers to a streamer that you like and it gives them money. So, you know, okay. tipping. Yeah, exactly. You know, everything's closed right now. You can't tip your servers, so tip your streamers. That's just Hell yeah. Just just keep that common courtesy muscle just really strong. Just just flex that common courtesy muscle, but not too much. Yeah, well, there's also people who are partnered on Mixer. You can subscribe to them and that helps them financially, but it's like 
maybe you can't subscribe to somebody, but maybe you can like throw them some embers every once in a while, or maybe, you know, you only have the money to subscribe to like one or two people, but maybe you can throw some embers somebody else's way. So whatever works, but honestly, most people, they're just happy to have a viewer, even if you can't afford to subscribe or send them any embers they're just happy to have someone like come hang out and chat so and of course i don't i don't get embers i don't i'm not partnered you can't subscribe to me i just want people to come hang out i'm not trying to make money off my stream i just want to like chill out and play games and chat with some homies Yeah, and what's crazy is even my doctor, she um, she wanted me to come in for an appointment because of what's happening in the world. We went ahead and I was like, hey, can we make this a telephone call? And she sure. agreed. Right. And she called me. It, but she really didn't have too much advice. I, I was like, she goes, okay, your triglycerides are 300. You're in the high category right now. I'm going to put you on some medication. And I was like, okay, well, what else should I do? And right. she's like uh lose weight don't drink as much and she knows right. i'm very honest <laughs> i'm very you honest should be. you have to be honest with I, you know it, it, it's so yeah. i i enjoy libations right yeah, right and i usually don't have one you know four finger glass of scotch i have like three or four and it, but that's not the only thing. Like whenever we when, when whenever we make uh, bacon in the morning, here, babe, let me correctly portion out your two pieces of bacon and everything. And I'm like, I'm gonna have five pieces of bacon. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's one of those things. And I. Me personally, I have not lived a life of moderation, right? Hey, you're preaching <laughs> to the preacher. And, I, I understand know, that. Yes. I'm like, what do you want to do? Because you're a fucking like, winner. Because you're a fucking yeah. winner and you deserve triple. You deserve triple. <laughs> triple portions. You're a goddamn well, winner. Well, you know, so my mother always rewarded me for good grades or anything I did with, hey, let's go out to eat in a fancy place. Let's go do this. Sure. Like, she always right. re re rewarded me in my life with good food and large amounts of it. Right. And right. surprise, surprise, after surprise, you turn surprise. 40. <laughs> oh, that shit doesn't go away. That <laughs> doesn't so, go away. Yeah. Yeah. And and we, we stopped playing roller derby a couple years ago. Right. We reduced our activity level and whatnot, and so now, I you know it's this whole you know I we've we've we're I'm forty we're forty check engine light has come on, and so yeah. here's my here's yeah. my thing I truthfully I was worried it was going to be the Beatus, but diabetes yeah God goddamn goddamn kids eat your oatmeal diabetes. I don't think you really but, talk that way, but yeah. I mean, if we believe, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, you were doing the Weekly Thunder for a while, just to recap. 
And I noticed the wrestling started uh, taking over more and more of the segment. Uh, how long have you been a wrestling fan? Um, well, I'd always been sort of interested for like years. And of course, I knew about all the people that, you know, everybody knows about, you know, The Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker. But after I left my night job back in the summer 2018 to actually be home to watch Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and I finally sat down focused and started keeping up with WWE plus studying the history of the business. So like I know all this sort of context and that's sort of what I tried to do with the Ring of Thunder too is that you know any of these shows especially nowadays when the new content's sort of drying up they show retrospectives and you know stuff that's happened in that company's history or in the history of the business in general you know i try to convey that as a sort of history lesson myself which may or may not be partly inspired because of what you've done with history comic books so it's like recap slash history thing oh so you're going to be doing more uh history in your ring of thunder as opposed to just the the straight recaps of all the wrestling in the past week yeah any sort of opportunity if i see it on a ongoing show of course i'll talk about it or if there's just something that i i decide hey that would be interesting to talk about its history and the context and what it's meant overall then yeah i'll absolutely do that you know it's been a recap episode but my overall vision for ring of thunder is to you know do as much things involving the wrestling business as possible where do you find inspiration in your subject matter uh well well, the inspiration for the whole uh, podcast was um, when I finally decided to do a podcast, I looked around like, well, is anyone doing about the backgrounds of all the people that actually make the comic books? Because everyone does stuff about the stories themselves and the characters. But when you start researching the backgrounds, you find out these stories are just as interesting as the original characters. And especially when I read this book called Men of Tomorrow by Gerard Jones. Mm-hmm. And it talks about the foundation of DC and the origin of Superman and how the founder of DC, Harry Donenfeld, was a friend of Frank Costello. <laughs> Who wow. did that? The name, yeah, that name ring a bell. Um, we're not talking about. You said Costello, okay? You know, I'm thinking about the actor, not the. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking uh, Frank Costello was one of the original heads of the Five Families of the Mafia Syndicate. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that Costello. Yeah. No, I'm not familiar. <laughs> and uh, you find out that uh, during Prohibition, Donenfeld ran a, started out doing pulps before he did the comic books. He would import Canadian pulp paper down from Canada. And guess what else was in that Canadian pulp, those uh, shipments from Canada as well, was some um, good Canadian whiskey that he was helping Frank Costello smuggle over. <laughs> oh, wow. And you find wow, that like... pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's the stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I start doing research. And whenever I do... Uh, and I basically, I let this... Almost like the history takes me where I want to go. Like, I do research about D.C. And I fear, I hear this story about Vinnie Coletta and how everyone hated him. I was like, who's Vinnie Coletta? And I do a history about Vinnie Coletta. Right. And then I hear about... Oh, Mike Grail on Warlord. I've heard about Mike Grail before he did the Green Arrow and all that other great stuff. I'd do a subject of him one day. And, like, yeah, this, it just takes me where I want to go almost. It's just, God, there's just so much great uh, stories just behind the scenes about how comic books were made. It's fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. 
That is pretty cool. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Wonder Woman fan, and I think I've read everything Wonder Woman related. But I I never heard that story about Donafeld and and you know the mob connection. You oh, know what yeah. I mean, that's 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 pretty cool. Oh yeah, I got to a point because the other head of uh, Jack was Jack Leibowitz. He was he was basically charged. Well, he made his uh, job to clean up DC. And the last thing right. he had to do before he could take the company public was he had to get rid of Harry Donafell because he was so mobbed. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. And it took forever because Donafell personally loved the fact that he owned Superman. Right. He right. like he had a cartoon where he made where he sp- he where it depicted him spanking Superman. <laughs> that's how he yeah. Oh wow, that's that's a little hmm. Oh, he was a character. It's like freaky, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because wasn't DC? I I I don't. I guess I can't say they were splitting the two, but like at one point, Wonder Woman was being published under one company, and Batman and Superman were being published under another. And did those companies merge? Yeah, it was like one of the first early mergers of DC, which is uh, well, a larger part of how their continuity is always messed up because hmm. all their DC is essentially formed of all these different comic book companies they've acquired over the years, from Fawcett to Quality and Charlton right. and so forth. And it was like I can't remember the one off the top of my head, but it was like. But Wonder Woman's were also where the Justice Society of America came from, which was America. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And, of course, I remember reading about how when they petitioned to make her a part of the team, be the first female member, they finally right. did it, but she was the secretary. And they're like, what? The secretary. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, I remember that also. I heard about that as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and and when they would go on an adventure, she would stay in the headquarters because she was the secretary. Yeah. I'm just like, one, Wonder Woman is like the strongest, one of the strongest members of the team, and you're leaving her in the headquarters? Yeah, she, yeah it's great. Like, That's so crazy. Look at you and your healthy snacks. Granny Smith. Ah, jeez. If you eat a sour apple, like the pectin in it will coat the front of your teeth. So when you're recording, you're not all... Like, you know, know when you're recording and I fucking hate it. That's what what I use scotch for, right? So my mouth never gets dry. Yeah, you you know, just keep drinking scotch. Yeah, the scotch council has... uh, (laughs) Yeah, you know, Thunder Talk has had a recent windfall with a very generous donor, the Scotch Council. <laughs> you know, that would be amazing. Could you imagine if, like, one of these distilleries, like, sent us a barrel of scotch? I would be Ooh. in heaven. It would be, I, I, right, cannot, right. I, I cannot tell you enough how much I would just love my life. But then now, because of all this triglycerides... I would only have to be able to drink it on the weekends. So, oh, Scotch makers, God. sponsor us. Yeah, hey, no. a, a second, we're, you're killing a second one of us now. Come sponsor <laughs> the show. I think you owe us at this point. Yeah. That's our angle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how we get them on the hook. It, it, it's true. Like, I, I was just, it was very weird. <laughs> I was like, uh, so what would you like me to do? And she's like, I lose some weight. I mean, drink less. <laughs> something, you know. I was like, okay. Can I? Okay. Can I honestly tell you what they want to tell you? What, what do they want to tell me? Don't live like an asshole. I just don't live I, like an asshole. That's I what they want to tell. Perfect you. asshole. 
I hey hey game 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 recognized game bro game recognized game. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm I saying. Think, <laughs> I think the doctor really just wanted to tell her, "Don't be like Dan." Yeah, but I mean, she oh. knows she knows that that could like hurt your feelings, so she didn't do it. Don't live like an asshole, like I just said. Yes, exactly. Thanks, Beth. <laughs> Pulled out her little prescription pad. Don't be like Dan. <laughs> Don't be Don't like fucking Dan. I mean, she's heard about you all the way over here. It's just it's a thing. <laughs> they were like, we have this person. He has such high triglycerides. You know, we just put his name down in the book as triglyceride. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Triglyceride man. Yeah. That's right. That's my mutant power. You, you look it up in the dictionary and there's a picture of Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Triglyceridan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next thing, they're going to want me to do, like, boner pills. And I'll be like, well, now everybody knows it doesn't work, too. <laughs> I, I thought... Mean, we, I, probably, we just assumed. <laughs> I thought getting your clone involved was basically the equivalent of giving you a boner pill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Pretty much. Pretty you much. You really wanted to do your clone. It just was really odd. I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, you know, this is Dan Clink. Do you guys Thank know you. Dan? Thank you. I don't understand. Thank you, Mark. I mean, uh, <laughs> none of you really should have been surprised that Dan wanted to, uh, you know, get it on. <laughs> I know. I wasn't surprised at all. I was like, of course, Thank Dan. You. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And that's coming from a Scorpio, everybody, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Right. Well, I thought about it. So, I thought about I it. Oh, yeah, Dan's ego. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. I mean, again, Mark knows what time it is. <laughs> yeah, but Wheatley's now scarred for life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I said, if I was in a room with a clone, a clone of me, I'd try to kill us. That's that's yeah, all. Yeah. I, I mean, that was, that was pretty much that was like at least fifty percent of us would yeah, try to kill there us. Could only Kavika be one. and I would kill each yeah. other. Yes. We'd kill ourselves, if you will. Yes. The world doesn't need more than one of us. Oh my God! I'm not sure if the world needs. Like either of us. (laughs) (laughs) I need my wife. She's great. You know, and that's why I love my wife. You know, she is my biggest fan. Hey, I had kids and those are better than pets in terms of just complete. I I love you without any thought or reason, just blind loyalty. So, yeah, no, I'm also I'm I'm also needed. Our dog child. He loves us so much. But we feed him bacon. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, so triglycerides is leftover calories and stuff in your blood. For people that don't know, it's the leftover stuff in your blood, the leftover calories that your body's sending to fat cells. And so that means I just need to work out more and I need to eat less. And so that's what I'm going to do. Take my meds. That's pretty much it. So hopefully in three months, I won't, as long as I take care of myself, I'll be off the meds and I can go back to eating like a shit person. Not really, but in moderation. (laughs) Eating like a shit person. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, just don't, just don't live like an asshole. But now I'm going to, now I'm going to say, just don't live like a shit person. I, I am such a perfect asshole. I mean, I'm just really good at living that life of um right. I mean, we're we're Americans, right? We live a life of excess and 
all that. And I mean, we, we do it frequently. We almost went and had sushi tonight. We were going to go pick up a whole buttload of sushi. Yeah. And so what we did instead is I just, we had leftover fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Oklahoma, right? It is. We, it we, is. we don't, we, it's not like we live out in California and we're eating kale all the time. However, oh, I yeah, because be... out in California, all we ate was kale all the time. It was government mandated. Fucking Obama. Fucking Obama. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm going to try to be better. Uh, I plan to eat salads and more greens for lunches. That's going to be, I you know, and I would turn when people would, would ask, like, would be eating that way. And I'd be like, does that make you happy? But it's not really about happiness right now. I want to make sure I live a long and fruitful life for my wife and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can't have both. There, yeah. Because there's some of us that are not allowed to have both. You can have long life and and happiness with, uh, with your family, with yourself. You know, yes, everything you just said. Yeah. And um, kale. And kale. And fucking kale. I've always heard when you make a podcast, which is why I made my podcast, you want to make a podcast that you would like to listen to. Is this the kind of podcast you would like to listen to if uh, you weren't making it? Oh, yeah, because at the time there was really like no wrestling podcast, at least that I knew of. Like I know uh, Stone Cold has his own podcast where he does interviews and uh, so does Booker T and some others. I think it was last fall, I think uh, WWE actually started their own podcast network finally and started dishing out some official WWE podcasts. But yeah, I mean, this one, what I've been doing is just straight up information Mostly out of necessity, but yeah, it's. I think I go pretty informative with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was able when uh, James uh, brought up over the weekend how I need to watch the Boneyard match that Undertaker was in at WrestleMania. I was like, I Adam already recapped the whole darn thing in Ring of Thunder, so I pretty much knew everything that happened about how he was. He got magic <laughs> again. He was able to disappear and reappear at will and this crazy stuff. <laughs> well, thank you for telling me that because now I feel like I have. A, it's like actually accomplished more of its intended goal with that like you actually sort of know what's going on oh yeah I'm, you're really my only feed for wrestling news at this moment i used to be big in in college of course but now that i don't have a, like any of the cable networks or the streaming service i'm like i can yeah, still kind of enjoy it but uh yeah you're the you're my main source of wrestling news now awesome and you said uh you eventually want you want to do more history what else do you want to eventually see ring of thunder turn into well, that's definitely a, an interesting question because I'm not even sure like what it could evolve into because, you know, wrestling and podcasting, they've pretty much been waters that I've touched roughly about the same time. So it seems like almost fate that I would eventually have a wrestling podcast. I mean, I just sort of come up off the cuff with sort of different things to and opportunities to expand with it, honestly, because... You know, I didn't imagine that I'd be trying to get into the indies or really much else past WWE. But, I mean, I just keep getting ideas and keep growing it more and more. 
I mean, eventually it might be like a 45 minute show, honestly. Yeah, I could take my own podcast. You kind of go where the darn thing takes you. So these, you're talking about all these cartoon series and stuff. Uh, what series really pushed you over to the over the edge and then just brought you into this uh, this love and this universe? Well, uh, it was a show. It was a groundbreaking Anna Barbera series titled Josie and the Pussycats. No, oh, I love Josie and the Pussycats. I I've seen it before, and I haven't seen all the episodes, but it I just thought it was amazing. It was it was a really big groundbreaking show because you had never seen animated female characters like that on Saturday morning, and how I connected to the show was there were three girls on the show that I knew in real life. What? And so that. So it kind of made it real. It kind of made Josie and the Pussycats real for me. You know, I like Scooby and the I like Scooby and the Gang, and I like the Archies, but I didn't have friends like that. Yeah. But Alexandra, the Mean Girl, uh, Melody, the Dit, and Valerie, the Sister. I knew three girls like that for real, and so that part kind of blew my head a little bit. And the fact that they were bringing all different types of music on the show. Like uh, they would do R&B and country and pop and all of it was good. You know, like a lot of the Saturday morning bands, like the Archies only played, you know, pop music. I mean, bubblegum music. But Josie and the Pussycats was the only musical show that tried to hit all the genres for a wider audience, you know? Probably not so great to sell an album, but... <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated it. And there's a really cool backstory that a lot of the band members from Elvis Presley's band played on that album. Because what? I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, so the story goes, so Valerie was the first African-American Saturday morning person, uh, a woman to be on Saturday morning. She was not supposed to be in the show. There was a miscommunication between Hanna-Barbera and the record company. And <laughs> so they told the record producer, hire the best voices. They didn't say anything about color or they have to be this or that. They forgot to tell the music guy that the girls hired to sing the music have to match the girls in the comic book. Oh, Wow. So That's incredible. somehow that message got missed. And his first hire was an African-American singer named Patrice. Oh, let's forget her. Anyway, her name was Patrice. And uh, I'll, I'll come back to her last name in a minute. <laughs> but anyway, she got hired. And then when Hanna-Barbera found out, they like, well, you're going to have to fire her because they have everything has to match. And he's like, I'm not firing her. You guys never told me. You just said to get the best voices. You didn't say anything about, you know, it had to be a certain type. Yeah. And so there was a three-week standoff, and Hanna-Barbera came back and said, okay, keep your, don't have to fire anybody. We'll just create a Black character for the comic book and for the cartoons. And that's how Valerie came about. So 
that's like one of the cool things about Josie and the Pussycats that a lot of people don't know. There's also another musical artist named Billy Preston, uh, who was really big R&B, like in the late 60s, early 70s. He is rumored to be playing on one of the songs as well. well so um, it's kind of interesting. But because the show is called Josie and the Pussycats, people don't look at it or view it as a groundbreaking show. And because it's female also, it kind of mm-hmm. gets thrown in that category. But in my opinion, Josie and the Pussycats is the greatest groundbreaking Hanna-Barbera series from the 1970s are none. And I would challenge anybody to challenge me with any Hanna-Barbera show made from the 1970s and my Josie list of first creative, interesting things that you've never seen in the industry before would just blow your list away. Wow, that's a really <laughs> incredible story. And so we can hear stories like this right. in your podcast, right? Right. Excellent. Well, thank you very, very much for this quick, short interview. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to listening to you some more. Yeah, I had so much fun tonight. And cool. Well, thank you. Thanks right. for the love and thanks for the support. Absolutely. For the first time in my life. And I know this is the way I'm meant to be. I already know that you've been like big on streaming for uh, Just Dance. Is there any others yes. that you've spent like uh, almost as much time with? Uh, Stardew Valley, Sims 4. I'll play random like one-off games. Like there's actually a game that's a dating sim that's free on Steam called I Love You, Colonel Sanders, where you're trying to romance Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen the design of Colonel Sanders in that game. I mean, it's, yes. it's not a hard sell, not as hard a sell as you would think. Oh, and the game's hilarious, but it only takes like a few hours to play it. So I played that like one time or I played an indie game recently that really impressed me. That's called A Short Hike. And that's another game that it doesn't take a long amount of time to play it, but it does have replayability. I loved it so much. Right on. So... Are there any games coming out in the future pending the 1 million delays that we've gotten in 2020 that you're looking forward to streaming with? Well, I recently bought some games on sale that are not necessarily new games, but I've been wanting to stream them. Well, one's a new game, actually. Later Daters, which is a dating sim that takes place in a retirement community. What? And then... (laughs) And then I bought Dream Daddy when it was on sale, and you're a dad trying to romance other dads. So I'm so ready. If you haven't heard of Dream Daddy, you need to learn about Dream Daddy because it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I've seen videos from Dream Daddy that has quite a very awesome narrative to that. Yeah. (laughs) Dream Daddy. So where can everybody find you on said Mixair? At Noplahoma. Oh, yeah. We tell you this like 50 times a Thunder Talk episode, uh, 500 times a Patreon episode. You know, in Oklahoma is the place to be. It's She's not asking for your monies or anything like that. She just wants to hang out. No big plans of world domination like Thunder Talk. Just hanging out. Hanging out, making friends, having fun. So this was uh, quite the most enjoyable interview, Beth. Thank you very well, thanks. much. Thanks, sexy. All right. 
back to you, Lightning Lad. I won't sit here any longer and be alone. It's my decision. Do you go to a local comic book store? Yes, I go. I uh, still uh, hit it once a week, even despite the. Well, unfortunately, Diamond is no longer distributing comic books right now, so there's no new comic books coming out for the time being. Yeah, I heard about that. So I go to a comic book store in Marietta, Georgia called Great Escapes. Oh, okay. I've been going there for years. And so the other day I was in the area. I said, you know what? Let me swing by and see what they have for me. You know, I have a pull box there. And he pulls out one book. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, yeah, I heard about Diamond not publishing any books. And so the owner was there and he told me that Diamond is supposed to start publishing books again, like in late May. Have you heard anything about this? I've heard, yeah, because now states are starting to talk about reopening in general. They're going to start like mm-hmm. trying to gear, get stuff geared back up again. But uh, my, oh, okay. but my owner, I, would, I go to one called Borderlands uh, Comics and Games in the upstate. And uh, yeah, he's actually nice. said that uh, apparently this might be – Diamond's also doing this because a lot of retailers are saying, is there anyone else we can go to to get our, get our product back? And the and the publishers are doing the same because Diamond's yeah, had that monopoly yeah. for so long, and now right. if they want to maintain it, they need to get back up and running again because they'll go to someone yeah. else to get their product back out there. Right, right, and and I, I guess Diamond thought that everyone was just going to lay down and play dead. It's oh. like, well, we can't get our books now, and I guess that's it. And that didn't happen at all. So I guess Diamond distributors had to come up with a new plan. Oh yeah. Because in my store, I don't know how your store is operating, but it's doing like if you need to do it like mail order or curbside or mm. if you go in the store, yeah. they have the six feet social distancing and everything set up, too. So it's like they're right. following all the guidelines. Dean's like, we could still sell books if you just give us the books. Right. We could we could keep the business going. Right. Yeah, it's so crazy. Mm. The, the, the one book that the guy had for me, I don't know if you've heard of this book. It's called Love and Rockets. Oh, yes. It's by Gilbert and Jamie Hernandez. And the book's been around for a long time. It sort of has a cult following. And so that was the joke between me and the guy in the comic book store. I says, okay. I says, the only book that I'm getting is a book that these guys publish it when they feel like it. <laughs> and... You know, we just thought that was so funny. You know, I couldn't get my regular books, but look, these guys came through. And um, so I was like pleasantly surprised. You know, at, I love going to my comic book store. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always get a good feeling when I go. Oh, yeah. I'm I still so, uh, doing the, every Wednesday new comic book day just to. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of like mm-hmm. getting a, a new new comics now, I'm just going and like buying a trade I've been wanting to buy for a while and reading that for the night instead. Congratulations on. Uh, Wrapping up season two of your podcast. Well, uh, it's more about that. I ran out of content. I have nothing in the bank for next week. So, uh, mm-hmm. and when I do that, I just do a weekly, I call it the classics episodes, where I just highlight a certain story. So I was thinking about calling this episode, I think I was going to, yeah, uh, well, it's like the Avengers. I don't know if I already. I said that part. Yes. Today. Yes, you told us. Yeah, okay. We know what's up. Okay, cool. <laughs> Do you think we're good? Uh, you tell me. You think we're good? Yeah, because I can't really think of anything else to ask. <laughs> About Thunder Talk? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, I remember Beth and Kavika coming on the show. That's really when Thunder Talk began. That was a big get for the show. That's when we like put on our our training pants and really started to to walk exactly to run yeah right 
Right. Like, like we were still ourselves, but we could we could also stand upright and like wander and like you know toddle toddle around, toddle. take a few nervous exactly. steps. Exactly. Yeah. Now that we don't shit ourselves still occasionally, but yeah, yeah. no, you guys, uh, you and Kavi came in episode six, and here we are, the episode twenty four. Yeah. yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, episode definitely. Twenty four. Definitely. We're we're twenty four months old. You know, actually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, July of 2018 is when is when Adam was like, "We're doing this." Yeah, he's like, "Hey, Dan, when's that episode ready?" Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, little bastard. He he's the heart of this show. Yeah, uh, you know, I do I do some you know editing and that kind of junk, but he he he's the heart of the show. When I when I when I sell this off to like you know time warner or something like that i'm gonna throw him i'll throw him like creator credit definitely you'll throw him under the bus yeah but with creator credit okay cool (laughs) (laughs) missy c allen coming back coming back to thunder talk what's up how you doing missy i'm great man how you doing i'm good you know keeping 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 on, keeping on, you know, this whole virus thing. Right. I got to stay moving, you know, I got to stay active. Yes. That's right. That's right. As a shark, you have to keep moving. Otherwise, you die. What do you, what do you, what are you up to right now? You just dropped Oh, man, today. we're promoting a video, Grind Like Recessions, just dropped last night. So we're um, sharing that and getting people to subscribe to the new channel, uh, C-L-N-S-C-E-L-L-O-N. We got some merch coming out soon. We got some hoodies coming for y'all. For the people that get cold at night, we got them dropping very soon. Well, you know, let's just play it. Let's just drop it, yeah? You heard. If people don't know you by now, then they're about to get to know you right now. We're about to take off if you're with us or you're against against us. (laughs) Nah. I'm I'm so excited about this video. Uh, I'm planning on dropping more and more and more content. So please, please share my videos. Please subscribe so I can buy more protein shakes and pre-workout. Mm. <laughs> What's your YouTube channel? My YouTube channel. I have two YouTube channels. One is H2O. The other one is C Ellen. S-C-E-L-L-O-N. I mean, there it is, dude. There it is. Go ahead up, Missy's. Go ahead and see Ellen's videos, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Been on my own for a while now. Criminal no one's fucking child now. Been gone for a while now. Shoot me down. I come back around shooting more than last time. Wanna be my wife, don't know how to treat me. I bust in your mouth, try to sell the cum on retreats and such. Peace in my life, it doing what they say. Counting better days, set to say I'm on my way. For shooting straight, this is my way. No need for an usher, handle shit my way Pay my dues, steady driving highways They like, why you hit snooze? Can't relate, cause it only blues Stay in my pocket, grind like recessions If you ask, I don't got it like Rick Robin Only give it to fam, the vine is hefty I'm a lefty, don't be surprised when I knock you out Stacking money every day, never is a drought You can keep the clout Yeah, yeah, 
I be, I be doing my thing. I be in my own fucking lane. Try to test me, make them sticks go insane. Make them blow your fucking brain. I be, I be, I be doing my thing. I be in my own fucking lane. Test me, make them sticks go insane. Yeah, yeah, make them blow your fucking brain. Forgot the pills, no words to say Never tell my business, never get in my way Have expressions, never pass away Do more than what I can Never working for the man Eating chicken from a can They would never understand what goes on In my brain, tequila shots Cause bullets with no names Most would go insane My hobbies are putting hundreds in the mattress Put the fam on, that's what bosses do Got them guns, but afraid to shoot Stupid fool, let that woman get the best of you Been pimping since the first grade yeah, I had a few, only claiming two Or we please, got the X in my veins X is calling my phone, nothing to say Chasing my dreams, what can I say? Earring in my ear, now I'm a hippie Happy as can be, nothing would change it Stone as could be, hand me a flame I need to light another one before we go insane I'm Drew Leiter. And I'm Cletus Jacobs. And we're here on the station surviving the coronavirus. Since you guys are probably quarantined there down on Earth, I'll let you know uh, we got DC news, comics, television shows we're going to be talking about every week. Come join us every week on the Earth Station DCU podcast here on the ESO Network. Well, so funny that you bring up the fact that you feed your dog bacon because uh, Ron and I recently visited my aunt in North Carolina and her poor little dog named Taco was just really fat and old. He looked like a stuffed sausage. Oh, jeez. The dog could barely move. And, you know, my aunt is bragging over the fact that, you know, she gives him nothing but human food to eat. I just feel a little bad for the dog. Because uh, he can barely move, and he wants to move, but he's just too loaded down, <laughs> unfortunately. So I, I don't know. Live so long, though, you know, you might the as dog, well go out with the bang, right? Yeah, the dog's old and fat. Let it just be happy till it passes. <laughs> well, you know, my, my parents only gave me human food, and that didn't turn out so well. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, touche. <laughs> Good point there, for sure. My mom has a cat we call Round Guy. He used to be called Skittles because he blew up one day. Now he's like, he's literally 30 pounds. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, she has a bunch of cats because she's a ho- she used to be a hospice surgeon. She would adopt her patient's cats who couldn't take care of her anymore. She's got three acres of land. And she, she brought him in, and he was getting into fights. And he goes, what's going on? I took him to the vet, and the vet goes, well, I can tell you why he's in fights. He hasn't been fixed yet. What? So sure enough, got him fixed real quick. And, he, and within six months, he blew up. Yeah, and we were uh, like, and we were like, either he gave up on life or really embraced it. We're now pretty sure he's embraced <laughs> it. Because another thing he does is the, the dog foods out where the, the cats could get to if they wanted to, but the dog, he's a, which is a greyhound, Stormy, won't let him near it except for him. Mm-hmm. He just looks at him, her, and goes, "No, I'm eating your food. Deal with it." 
<laughs> That's like prison shit. That's like, yeah. give me your shoes, yeah. motherfucker. Give me your lunch. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. It's got nine lives. Let it live like an asshole. <laughs> I have a cat. Can we talk about my cat? Let's talk about Adam's cat, everybody. Yeah, yeah, Adam's cat. Please, oh, sexy, fun. tell us about your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, her name's Selena. She's a black cat that I found on a Friday the 13th. Hell yeah. Metal AF. Yeah, so metal. And yeah, she's just mostly outside and she's just like constantly hunting everything, like the wildlife. I'm our property does not stand a chance. Even just this morning, she left a dead mole rat by the back door. <laughs> Cats do that. Yeah. They're apex predators. I, and I'm sure that cat would eat your face if you died. <laughs> and at one point, we found pieces of a squirrel, and we suspect she devoured the rest. Hey, that's a, that's a, that's a sign of favoritism for you. Yes. Don't, don't get mad at her about that. Yeah. That is a gift. So, yeah. yeah, with all this quote-unquote favoritism from her, and then I come outside because I got to pick it up with a paper towel, put it in a plastic bag, and take it to the outside trash can. And I'm just looking at her like, what the fuck is this? And then she's just, <laughs> like, rolling around, being like, mew, 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 mew. And That's pretty adorable. I'm just thinking, like, devouring whole squirrels is like, that has to go through your digestive system. And then that goes through your colon, and that turns into shit. That's got to be murder on your colon, you know? That's got to be hard on your litter box. And the litter box is, oh, where? My room, right next to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some changes. It'll be fine. It, it was I. I wasn't uh, having as bad of a time as you were. I mean, my body didn't try to absolutely kill me or anything. Oh yeah. So. Well, hey, kid. You know, uh, learn from me. It's like that I, that old drug commercial. Remember uh, the dad? He looks like you know maybe some middle management asshole. He's got a suit and tie. You know, it's his tie's undone. It's after work, and he's yelling at his kid. He's yelling at his teenage kid. He's like. Why are you doing drugs? Who who taught you how to do this junk? And then the kid looks and says, "You, Dad. I learned it by watching you." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Thundercock my... thunder hosts who have high triglycerides have Thundercock co-hosts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I so my drug of choice is definitely bacon and scotch. Yeah. Um. So and you know you find out later in life that. That's just as bad for you as no, like the kills. heroin. Yeah, <laughs> you know so. there was a musician on the show last summer named Bradley Palermo. He has a new album out. I'll put it in the show notes. He has off of his Volume One album a song called "I Like Things That Kill," and yeah. that's just it. I like things that kill. Yeah. You like things that kill. Bacon and whiskey. I and, okay. So we used to play roller derby. I like skydiving. I like scuba diving. I like adventure sports where if you fuck up, you die. You like things that kill. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, it, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, um, just be warned, uh, Thunder listeners. Um, it ain't kosher. If, 
<laughs> yeah, we're not kosher. I could go on forever. I could ask you about roller derby. I can ask you. I can impart fun stories about Dragon Con. Well, maybe uh, another maybe time. Later. Maybe later. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, hey, you know what, <laughs> Thunder listeners? I love it. I love catch it. Us, you catch us next time. We will be here all the time, and we're just waiting to hear from you. Thank you again. Thank you for being beautiful, wonderful, and amazing. We love you. Be kind to one another. I think you mentioned once you'd like to be a color commentator, if you could, on the wrestling shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to be a commentator or really just a manager because I've got sort of got the speaking things down good. Which, after that sentence, uh, that's not a joke. But, I mean, yeah, any sort of way that I could uh, sort of bust in a little bit closer to the business, I would absolutely take that opportunity. Whether it's through speaking or through what I've done with Ring of Thunder or whatever else I could do. Uh, Could you see yourself, if you could, uh, get interviews in? Maybe, like, local talent or, uh, fingers crossed, some of the big names in WWE? Oh, yeah. And I'd love to start out even with just uh, indies, like the people that work the independent promotions and all that sort of stuff. Because there was an independent show that I did go to in January, and I I was starting to plan on uh, wanting to go to more of those sort of things and start becoming acclimated and see sort of which way I could sort of get into that, which, you know, with... Everything be as it is, everything's kind of at a standstill right now. But yeah, once those shows can get going, it just uh, depends how they can run with limited crowds. Well, I think we should wrap this up, Adam. Uh, What's in the future for Ring of Thunder? Well, as of the time of this recording, I've just uh, added in uh, recapping... Uh, Impact Wrestling Promotion, which is currently being able to be seen on Access TV. And I'm starting at their uh, two-night pay-per-view that they just had that's actually free on Access TV called uh, Rebellion. So I'm going to start covering uh, Impact along with AEW and WWE. And of course, you know, once things get more back to normal, then I'll start figuring out how to start covering other promotions and until then i'll see what i can and talk about what i can whether it be history or news or whatever else and again see where it takes me uh, excellent uh, well uh, you're like i said you're my main source of wrestling news now so can't wait to hear the next episode of ring of thunder awesome thank you great man it was really cool talking to you and I'm definitely, definitely going to check out your podcast. I can't wait to uh, listen to it and get educated. I enjoyed the interview and getting to know about what makes Jonathan Wheatley work, <laughs> what makes your mind go. Oh, and, that's uh, not my, not be a good thing, will you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I probably might have some questions for you down the road, just stuff that I'm like, okay. I got to email Jonathan. He will probably know about this. Uh, definitely. You might be getting an email from me about something that I'm curious about or I can't figure out in the comic book world. Well, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. I'm like, I'm learning as I go along with this thing, too. I'm finding yeah, out stuff. That's it's cool. That's really yeah. cool.
Thanks for uh, taking the time and the opportunity to meet you, because Dan's told me a lot about you, yeah. of course. And uh, uh, Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Thunder Talk exclusive. Hey, Mark, you have a, you have a cat. You have a cat you, you tell me stories about regularly. Yes, Dan. Um, I tell you many stories about right. my cats. Um, Dinah uh, the Diva. Dinah is... the Diva. Now that's an excellent yeah, name. Yeah. And, and she's really a diva. She is named after the Black Canary because the Black Canary's uh, civilian name is Dinah Lance. And I just thought that would be cool to name a black cat Dinah. One time I had the other cat, Sheba, you know, outside sitting on my lap and Dinah came out and Dinah never sits in my lap. She's not that type of cat, but simply because Sheba was sitting in my lap, Dinah, of course, wanted to sit in my lap. And when I wouldn't kick Sheba off my lap, at some point, Dinah just gave me the look of death, just like a real bitchy look like she's going to jack me up later. And I had not seen that look in her face um, I hadn't seen it in years. The first time we saw it is when we brought Sheba home. And she just kept looking at me and not understanding. Don't you know there's another cat in here? You got to get her out and just looking at me all crazy. And I had no idea that cats could make expressions like that. Yeah, disconcerting for sure. <laughs> oh, cattle mean mug you. Yeah, mm. they're thinking about eating your face. I'm serious. PSA, Thunder Talk, the cat will eat your face. A dog will, if you die alone in your home, a dog will usually die next to you of starvation eventually. A cat will begin e eating you within three days. They, they, they did the math. <laughs> Go look it up on the internet, everybody. Hey, Mark, sh Sheba sings a song, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Sheba has several theme songs, but yes, um, Sheba has a, a, a definite theme song <laughs> I, i'm just waiting for you to sing i'm trying to get you to sing uh you you don't want me to sing it do you oh oh yes we do we absolutely want you to sing i mean i sort of throw you under the bus <laughs> i'm not prepared to sing but, oh I mean, my gosh if i know, had known that could. i could have been practicing you got a great voice <laughs> i was receiving a text i apologize i didn't silence my phone before the movie wait but no hold Dance fired. It was it was Sexy's fault. He sent me something through Discord. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> yeah, it's a picture of my cat that I sent through the Discord to everybody. Yet your phone was the one that went off. Hashtag damn it, Dan. <laughs> you did not silence your cell phones before the thunder feature. Now I've got to call the usher to kick you out of the Zoom theater. Hashtag oh, not all dance. I'm taking dance. you down with me. I'm taking you down with me, yeah. you Hashtag son of a bitch. Hashtag yes, all dance. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yes, all dance. No. <laughs> all right. All right, Mark. Let's, let's hear this uh, lovely melody. You don't really need to hear me sing no, this song. No, no, no. I think don't we're really focused on you. I want to hear this. Oh, the poor man was we trying to get out of it. We were giving you a chance to prepare. <laughs> all right, all right. So I got to do like they do on TV. You know, me, 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 me. Um, all right, here, here goes. Yeah! yeah. Mm -mm. There is a little kitty. Her name is Sheba Jones. She likes to eat her pork chops and fish and chicken bones. 
But Sheba has a secret that's terrible but true. She likes to blow up the litter box, and when she does, you're through. It's the new <laughs> adventures of Sheba the cat here on Colorado Drive. She'll shake and shimmy and run and play, and a poop will make you cry, cry, oh, cry. Cry so come on a new adventure with the crazy old calico cat. I'm sure you'll have a good time, and that is just the fact on the new adventures of Sheba. Boom boom. <laughs> Yay! That was wonderful. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) That was so much fun. (laughs) Hey, weird podcast people. Join us every week on the Flopcast for a half hour or so of silly conversation about comics, music, Saturday morning cartoons, old movies and TV shows, and chickens. It'll be our little secret. Find us at flopcast.net and on the ESO network. Live from Studio A, WTLK, The Thunder. ABC Television has announced that Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will return to finish off its final season on Wednesday, May 27th. The press release story summary is as follows. Coulson and his Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are thrust backward in time and stranded in 1931 New York City. With all new Zephyr set to time jump at any moment, the team must hurry to find out exactly what happened. If they fail, it would mean disaster for the past, present, and future of the world. For some reason, Spongebob has been mentioned multiple times on WTLK, but I guess that's just the world we live in now. Its release date has been moved again from July 31st to August 7th. Don't laugh, seven days would probably make a difference somehow, especially considering, according to a report from Routers, theater operators are eyeing the window of mid-June to late July as the time to reopen theaters. However, it's all very tentative, and I'm sure operators would be super careful about this, as we don't want another case of reopen then reclose, like what happened with China last month. A brand new release that was a lot of fun was the release of WB Animation's Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. Of course, WB Animation is known for making the dopest DC movies and their first entry into the world of Mortal Kombat, and they were very successful. Retelling of the tournament from the first game slash movie, mixed in with Scorpion's origin story, this also has more of a focus of Scorpion being the main protagonist, with Raiden in his same role as a guide to our heroes, Scorpion included. It stays faithful to a lot of story beats from the original game, for example the twist about the murder of Scorpion's family and clan, but is largely a different retelling. It also includes cameos from other characters who appear in later games, including a hostile moment between Johnny Cage and Natara the Vampire from Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. All in all, probably my favorite take of the first game story, and yes, I do love the 1995 movie even to this day, I feel its entertainment value still holds up even though it's looked definitely aged like a mid-90s movie, and that's not a knock. Let's not talk about Annihilation though. 
and it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of fans agreed, but it also wouldn't surprise me to hear complaints But what else is new. Even if James Wan's Mortal Kombat movie, scheduled to come out next year, ends up not being good for some strange reason, this is definitely a flawless victory. Starting April 28th, DC will begin distribution again through Lunar Distribution. Beforehand, DC and Marvel were going through Diamond Distribution, which is so far set to resume distributing in mid to late May. I give you that nugget to soften the blow that is San Diego Comic-Con being officially cancelled. Help me, Dragon Con and SC Comic Con. You're my only hope. Matt Reeves' The Batman has been delayed to October 1st, 2021, as filming is of course on hiatus. The Suicide Squad is so still so far set for August 6, 2021, as filming is already done and hopefully post-production can be completed in a timely fashion. After those two movies, there is Black Adam on December 22nd, 2021. The Flash will be released on June 3rd, 2022, maybe? I say maybe, not because of any pandemic delay concerns, but because it's the Flash movie. Shazam 2 will be released November 4th, 2022, and Aquaman 2 will be released December 16th, 2022. The Venom sequel has the official title of Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, and the release date has been moved from October 2nd of this year to June 25th, 2021, taking the month originally planned for the Batman. On top of all that, there will be an as-yet-unnamed Marvel Studios movie coming out in October 2022. That's four! Count it! Four! MCU movies in 2022! Eventually, when the dust settles, I'll just lay out a comprehensive WTLK of every Marvel and DC movie coming out from Fall 2020 until the year 3127. I didn't even know they were making these, but I guess I should have known. Mission Impossible 7's release date has been moved from July 21st, 2021 to November 19th, 2021, and Mission Impossible 8 has been moved from August 5th, 2022 to November 4th, 2022. Something I did kind of know was being made but kind of forgot is the Dungeons and Dragons movie Paramount was also doing and its release has been pushed from November 19th 2021 to May 27th 2022. And the lovely thing about recording all this live leading up to the next issue of Thunder Talk is news can change multiple times through the segment. Now Spider-Man 3 has been delayed to November 5th 2021. Thor Love and Thunder Talk has actually been pushed up to February 11th, 2022, which is kind of a bummer because it's no longer the day before my birthday, but I just gotta think big picture and it's just awesome. This will still be in theaters so I can watch it for the 1400th million time on my birthday. The other movie that does suffer in the delay department is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that was in Spidey's release spot, but is now coming out March 25th, 2022. This has been WTLK The Thunder. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. I had a cat briefly named Chairman Meow. Uh, <laughs> would you like to hear the story of Chairman Meow? Yes, please. I was living with my brother and his girlfriend in Los Angeles in, in Van Nuys. And one of our neighbors had just abandoned this little kitten. The thing wasn't old enough yet to be away from its mom, yet there it was in the hallway, just thrown out the door. So my brother and his girlfriend, they take the cat and they bring it in with us. And I'm just not a fan of cats. And I'm a dick about it. I'm like, you keep the cat on your side of the apartment, your bathroom. You've got to change that box every day. 
Meh. That'll never work. <laughs> who, who does the cat? Who does the cat completely and relentlessly latch on to? Me. Absolutely. Like just me, Absolutely. Me. Hundred percent. My dog, my best dog in the world, had her for fourteen years. She had just passed a few months prior. And anyway, I didn't think I was ready. I would go to bed and this cat would get into my room and put its nose against my nose and just purr like <laughs> to fall asleep. And I just instinctually would make just humming sounds like a, like, like a mama <laughs> kitty's heart. For like six weeks, it lived with me and I taught it to fetch. Cause I, I didn't know what to do with a cat. And I'm not into cats. I mean, I understand dogs. So I treated it like a dog and it more or less acted like a dog. And after six weeks, it's like, no, the animal has to go. It would cost us way too much kicking the rent up to, you know, animal fees and such. So the cat went to his girlfriend's parents' house out uh, back in our hometown, Hemet, California. I said goodbye to Chairman Meow, and it was sad, but it was like, hey, I've got other stuff going on. I can deal with this. Three years later, I'm visiting her parents, and they said, we still have Chairman Meow. He still lives here. And I'm like, What? And they lived in coyote country. They lived in a pretty rugged spot to have an outdoor cat. And they're like, yeah, Chairman Meow, he's cool, but he won't come. He won't touch you and will not let you touch him. He's big. He's a predator. He's nice. He doesn't attack people, but he won't let you have anything. Like, he won't let you get more than 18 inches from it. I'm like, okay. I go outside and I sit down. It's like 10 o'clock at night out on their back porch. And I start going, <laughs> the noises I would make and then humming and then I swear to Christ this like mountain lion this like that's how big this, this baby mountain lion this all white just like Chairman Meow just this ghost white just diesels out of the bushes I'm not kidding you this thing's just like boom this battle cat this this super muscular uh, just Fight Club alley cat just boom and I just keep making the noises. Long story short, it jumps in my lap and it falls asleep and the whole family is like, "What? Holy shit!" Well, I mean, you were there for the cat at the very first, so I was its I mommy. Imagine. I was yeah. its mommy, yeah. And it, dude, it fell asleep in my lap and I almost like took a little nap. I sat there held, holding him for like an hour, and then he took off, or I let him go because I was taken <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been like 11 o'clock, midnight at that point in time. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I had a party to get to. I had, I had life to do. And this this cat was fine. This cat was a this cat dominated its neighborhood. Apparently, it was a stone cold killer. Any any kind of little living little life that would try to inhabit the yard. Nah, Chairman Meow wasn't having anything to do with that. And it would fight dogs too. Cause he was the chairman. The, the ending of that, it, coyotes got him eventually. But it took like four coyotes from what I understand. <laughs> so. I, I don't actually think Damn. that's a thing. But good story. No, no, dude, like 80, 90%. Like four coyotes. Like it took a whole pack of coyotes to take down. Wow, his, okay, four that, coyotes then. Okay, that's the only you part. almost had me, but you just had to take it a little too far with uh-huh. four coyotes. <laughs> that's yeah, everything else is I totally mean. factual. The four coyotes, that's like a mother's intuition. Every everything else is verifiable. <laughs> there are witnesses. Well, then you guys say some funny engaging shit. I don't know. I, I'm just naturally hilarious, but I don't have a story just right off the bat for you, okay? <laughs> 
Ah, the good doctor. Acknowledge my dear friend, Davey, the good Dr. Adams, who provided the majority of this evening's soundtrack. He's been on the show a few times before. This time, we're letting the music speak for itself. You've heard various songs off of the three albums, Subproject 94, Night Driver, and the good doctor is Lando Martini. You can find him on Bandcamp under the good doctor. And everything going on in the world today, it's the bands, the music that have been hit particularly hard. So many of them are not getting that 1200 bucks. Uh, most of them aren't getting the $600 bump for unemployment because they don't qualify for unemployment because they're gig players who aren't able to gig right now. So I encourage you to support your local music. And again, head on over to Bandcamp. A lot of great, a lot of great musicians over there that can really use your help right now. I would like to play one of my favorite Good Doctor tracks, Burbank, off of his The Good Doctor Is Lando Martini album. Without further ado, The Good Doctor, Burbank. Sofas, suburbs, sunburns, diamond doggy chokers, bloody Marys mixed, white collar lunatics, afternoon doom and gloom, mommy get your fix. I asked her to get my shirt whiter. What does she call this, whiter? That's just like a man. How can I get his shirts as white as he wants? Unless I bleach the life out of them. Kids are home at three, turn on the MTV, no time to unwind, put on a pot of tea, dinner's on at six, she needs another hit, crack the top, pour the shot, we're no idiots, getting good and sauce, that little girl is lost, no dreams, her redeem, set microwave to frost, she got a hungry man, no time for loving man, her cheek packs, she suspects he's to other men Wine. 
in a phone, getting drunk, almost feeling fine. She want a beefcake, instead it's cheesecake. She daydreams and it seems that everything's okay. Make sure the bills are paid, she take the razor blade. It's fine, they won't mind if mommy goes away. Is a What's good, everybody? My name is Tyler Butler. I am the host of Enough with the BS Podcast. We are a sports show that takes the BS out of sports. I have a little bit of fun with it as well. We do, however, dive into some deep and serious conversations, such as allegations, abuse, and injustice. So how about you join me and Josh Smith twice a month on one of the fastest growing podcasts there is out of the Carolinas. Hope you're having a good day. Squad up. I'm out. Where can everybody find you out on the internet? All right, I'm at the History of Convicts podcast, but you can find me on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, you can listen to the podcast on all the standard podcasting platforms, Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, Himalaya, which i uh, one of the more newer ones and so forth. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And right, now say something funny, but make it quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm still Scott. How about- <laughs> I'm still- Hilarious. <laughs> Adam Weston, a.k.a. Yeah. Sexy Thor, a.k.a. Uh, the, the true creator of Thunder Talk. Uh, Ring of Thunder. Where, where can everybody find all that? You can find me in your phone. <laughs> like my phone, like their phone. Are you being, are you trying to make a joke or? You broke into my phone and put Ring of Thunder in there? But I mean, are you, are you just, are you, that's pretty meta, bro. I mean, yeah, that's where I, that's where I find you. Well, you can find me on the Ring of Thunder podcast in like, I guess all the places you can find Wheatley except Spreaker and the Himalayas. Also, you can find me on the three main millennial social medias. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram <laughs> at Thunder Talk Thor, and just stay six feet away from me. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, now Beth Mixer, that's uh, uh, in Oklahoma at Mixer dot Mixer. Uh, where can we Mixer dot slash Oklahoma. Mixer dot com slash Oklahoma. You know it. You heard it here. Heard it here first. Also, absolutely. Twitter dot com. That's video, right? People are watching you and hearing you. Correct. Yes. And it's live. Game streaming live. All streaming live. Yeah, that's the most legitimate thing that I think is in this room right now is what Beth does, to be honest with you, in terms of just hardcore 21st century media. Beth, you get the hardcore 21st century media award for 2020 uh, of the Thunderverse. Aww. I've been waiting. To get, I'm just really proud of you. <laughs> Want you to know. Because video's involved. Mark, best Saturdays of our lives oh. podcast. Oh, wait, Beth, what's up? Sorry, I didn't realize that uh, it was muted and you guys weren't hearing me. Yeah, I was afraid to say anything, but yeah, you were totally muted. I couldn't hear you. I could barely hear you through like Avika's mic, and I was kind of watching your 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 face make sounds because we're videoing. My my face makes yeah, sounds. Yeah, like reading lips, <laughs> you know. But I think there's more to it than that. Hey, read these lips. Y'all need to check out the best Saturdays of our lives podcast with me. 
and Mark McRae. Mark. Yeah, man. You need to really listen to our podcast for sure. <laughs> hey, and I'll take I'll, no, I'll, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it uh, because you can listen to Mark McRae. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah. I mean, Boom. that's my yeah. favorite part. That's right. enough for me. Blow them up. To let everybody know why the right choice is to listen to the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. Well, we talk about a lot of things, uh, some that are in my book and some that are not. We do a lot of deep dives, a lot of behind the scenes issues that happen in kids programming, lawsuits, interesting programming trends, and also those terrible, terrible freaking watchdog groups that almost single-handedly try to destroy Saturday morning. Yeah, they took down Rambo, Let's man. Let's give it all away. We got we to save something for the... Uh... Something, something for the people. Something, oh, okay. Something for, the, something for the show. <laughs> what are the what are the WWs and the dot coms and all of that? Saturdays of our lives uh, website tbsool.com. Either typing in the best Saturdays of our lives.com or tbsool.com will get you there. We have an awesome Facebook page that has the best Saturdays of our lives podcast uh, information as well. That's at at like you know like. At the at, I don't know how you're supposed to say it, but at TBS OOLP. It's a lot of letters. <laughs> There's a lot going on. TBS. Yeah, you tell yeah. us, Dan. Well, do you know the letters? I got you. I got you. Plus, you know, our podcast is available on SoundCloud and Apple and Stitcher. So, all those fun places. And it's probably on like a bunch more too, I'm guessing. Right, right, yeah. I don't understand podcasting. I, I, I make the podcasts. I don't... You just make them. You don't uh, You don't care about them. I don't listen to them, dude. Right. Are you, you kidding? <laughs> I was really uh, admiring uh, the t-shirt that you're wearing. Best Saturdays of Our Lives t-shirt. Yeah, I, I was I was admiring it. I was like, oh. that motherfucker. Yeah. Why don't oh, I hey, have that t-shirt? Can you, uh, where can oh. everybody find that t-shirt, Mark? Merchandising. Yeah. The t-shirt can be found at my website at thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com or tbsool.com, as well as ordering a copy of my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, which talks about how Saturday morning became a competitive business. A signed copy of the book, by the way, everybody. A signed copy of the book and a signed copy of the T-shirt if you want it. I don't know. Damn. Uh, <laughs> we down for four. You got it, man. You got it. There you go. Uh, Kavika, we talked about you doing stuff occasionally earlier, right? Yeah, I, I occasionally stream too. Not as frequently as Beth because, I mean, she is amazing at it. You can find me on Mixer, mixer.com slash Ferial, F-I-R-I-E-L. You can find me on the Twitters, where I tweet at uh, Rambles On. And if you are really lucky, you can find me on Facebook, and I might accept your friend request. I'll probably, depending on how cool you are, let just let you follow me. But we'll see. Um... And just like everybody else, I have an Instagram. I have all those things. Just look. They all tie in together. It's pretty easy to find me. Or you know, they always could email their complaints to thundertalkpodcast at gmail.com or find us as a group on the socials at thundertalkpod. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or join the Thunder Faithful, Faithful Facebook group. That's a mouthful. Thunder Faithful Facebook group. That's the face face of thing of your face. Come BS with us. Or for the love of Christ, do anything. Just do goddamn anything. Just fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
and show us that you're out there and you give a shit. Yeah, okay. I, they do. And I don't mean Entertain to sound. And I don't mean to sound us. upset. I don't mean to sound mad. I don't. I love you, I, and I'm glad you're here. And we actually he's we salty. have a whole lot of we have a whole lot of subscribers. It's just we want to be able to kind of strut that around. We want to be able to like prove that, like out strut on social your media. Stuff. Goodbye. Love you. Mean it. Stay six feet away from me. I cannot emphasize that enough. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> live happy lives. Eat more Thunder Talk. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Yeah. I sounded desperate, and Adam sounded like he had a wrestling podcast. It's called Ring of Thunder. Mm -hmm. Everybody go check it out. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks Have for night. listening. Bye, everybody. Thanks for Ring of Thunder. Bye, Talk everyone. Fan. It was really great hanging out tonight. In spite of the technical difficulties, we got through, and can't wait to do this again. The audience doesn't know the technical difficulties, Mark. I, I added all that oh, out. Oh, okay. They, they don't know that. The, the magic of, of radio. Deuces. <laughs>